This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back to episode number 69 of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am thrilled that you are here today, and I'm also even more thrilled that we are just about to start our Scope Creep Solution. This is going to be a five-day experience that will allow you to get a really good grip on your project management. We all know as people who love to project manage that there can be challenges and scope creep is a thing. It can make us second guess. It can make us feel depleted. It can make us feel defeated actually. So I am here to help you in five days, give you an actionable plan to help you sprint to improve that. So I really want you to join us for the upcoming Scope Creep Solution. You can do that by going to scopecreepsolution.com. We will be kicking off this Scope Creep Solution on November the 16th. I'd love to have you there. Again, check us out at thescopecreepsolution.com to sign up. Make sure you get your amazing workbook with tons of action steps in it. And I look forward to seeing you guys there. So today on podcast number 69, we have our guest, Catherine Calmis. She is a certified DOO. She's come through the program. And ironically, she happens to live very, very close to me, which was so cool when she applied. But she helps online business owners by providing operational planning and team leadership so that their businesses can run efficiently. She uses her background in home organizing, workplace productivity, and her managerial experience to help them make the vision for their business a true reality. One thing I want you guys to listen, she has had several different careers. She still has a part-time job in corporate, and she's using all of those skills to make a business that suits her. So I think that that can be something that we can all take away from the way that she is navigating entrepreneurship. Catherine enjoys helping her clients break their goals and ideas down into actionable tasks, assign the work to their team, and communicate clearly to move forward. Catherine's goal is for you to be able to accomplish more in less time so that you can scale your business to the next level. Your business will flow with ease and you'll feel much more confident about what your team can accomplish. By making plans, responsibilities, and deadlines really clear, teams can be empowered to deliver their greatest result, and Catherine is here to help you. I can't wait for you guys to listen to our interview. We talk about setting goals. We also talk about some of the metrics and some of the ways that she has taken the information that she learned from the Director of Operations Certification and built some really, really cool and customized to her products and offerings. So listen in to my interview with Catherine Comis. Well, you guys are in for a treat today. Today, we have a friend of mine, a gal who's come through the Director of Operations Certification Program, and someone that just, I really see taking risk and going out there and doing the hard work 
and it looks like it's paying off from the outside. So I cannot wait to share with you my friend, Catherine Calmes, and we're going to dive into this conversation today about her expertise in operations. But then as with every single episode of the Ops Authority podcast, she's going to give us some tips that you guys can put in your back pocket. And actually, let's take them out of the back pocket and just start using them immediately. Catherine's going to talk to us about setting goals for yourself and then what it looks like to attain those goals. I find that as someone in the service provider space, we are so used to having helping other people set goals and to attain and to reach those goals that it's oftentimes hard to turn that mirror on ourselves and set those goals for us. So Catherine's going to walk us through that today. But before we get there, I would love for you to introduce yourself to the listeners. Sure. So like Natalie said, I'm Catherine Calmese. I am a certified director of operations. My business is Calmese Consulting. So I love a good, I love a good alliteration, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) How I kind of started out as a, or how I became a certified director of operations was an interesting story where you probably wouldn't think that you would normally start. I started out, my first business was doing home organizing. I noticed in my corporate job where I was working as a GIS technician, which means like making maps for the oil and gas industry that I had a lot of organizational skills and planning skills that weren't being used in that job other than planning corporate events. And I would leave from work, get home, and I was able to make my own schedule. So I got home at like three in the afternoon and I would just kind of plop in front of the TV. And I was like, this is not what I wanna be doing with my life. So I actually found a part-time job working as a wedding planner's assistant first. And so in doing that, it was great. It was fun. I learned even more about planning events. But when my boss asked me if I wanted to start my own wedding planning business, I was like, "Eh, not so much. That's not for me. You know, like I enjoy the planning and the organizing, but not the actual execution of the event. So in that thinking, I was like, okay, organizing, what can I do? Well, my mom had actually hired a professional organizer when I was young. And so I knew about this as a career. And so I kind of did some more research and there's the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals, which I joined and started my business in 2014. So after I was in business for a while, I went to a national conference and the professional organizers that had been doing this for 30 years said that they were switching to virtual home organizing. And I was like, I'm not going to wait 30 years. I'm going to start doing virtual organizing now because, I mean, all that physical labor of moving people's stuff, I don't want to have to do that. (laughs) Good, good thought there. (laughs) So I started doing this virtual organizing and learning about how to bring my business to online. And in doing that, I actually ended up doing virtual organizing for a lot of people who owned businesses. And so I saw that they needed some organizing happening in their business, not just in their home. And so as I grew my knowledge in the online space, I started joining group coaching programs And in one of the programs, my coach was like, you know, have you ever thought about becoming a tech VA? And I was like, 
technically, well, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I guess I could do that. And she's like, well, you do it for me first. And then we'll just kind of go from there. So I was her tech VA, my coach's tech VA for a while, and then grew into becoming her online business manager. So an OBM. In doing that, I felt like I was getting to use a lot of the skills of that organizing and that planning, which, but I felt like I knew that I could grow in that. She was kind of having me learn some things that I didn't feel very confident with, like centered around human resources. And so I knew Natalie and her about her program. And so I was like, maybe this is what I need to do. So I joined and I definitely learned a lot more about human resources and feel a lot more confident. And so that was kind of the thing is that I grew in my confidence with my skills. And so now as being a director of operations, I know these skills and I'm confident in them and I can be able to help my clients with these things. Yeah. A couple things I want to pick out of here. I love asking this question because I think every single person who's listening can look in reverse and the things and the sequences in which our lives and our jobs and our opportunities have played out makes no sense and does not linearly connect to what we're doing today. But as you're telling the story, I'm like, yes, like random map making. Of course, I've never thought about that because that's not a skill set I've ever tapped into, but I can see the detail, the project management that would go into literally creating a map, right? So the project management skill is there. Perhaps nobody called you a project manager at that point, but those are, you know, now that we're evolved as people and experiences have come into our paths, we can look and say, oh my goodness, like she was an amazing project manager. And it was that project management skill set that made you an amazing event planner. It was the curiosity and the challenge. And and I know that you're competitive with yourself. I know that about you, but looking at this and you're at this conference and you're thinking, you know what? I I don't want to be waiting 30 years. Like I want to do this today. I want to get there quick. And, you know, it's the tenacity. All of these are traits and skill sets that you were born with, right? And so we have the opportunity to, to rebirth ourselves over and over and over, getting clearer and clearer in what it is that is our area of expertise. And the other thing that sticks out to me is you were super smart, Catherine, in leveraging this coaching opportunity or this opportunity that you had with your coach to help you get the confidence. So think about this, listeners and ladies that are listening today. She got paid to learn something. That learning turned into confidence, which now has culminated after you know practicing that thing. She's now not even doing that thing anymore, but that act of doing that gave her the confidence to have Comey's Consulting today. So I always reflect back on my corporate days and I'm always grateful. I, of course, there are many things I would love to undo from that time in corporate. But the thing that I always come back to is just feeling grateful and feeling blessed for having had somebody pay me to find out, to self-discover what it is that fills the best to me. And so a lot of times I say like they paid me to get confident, to start my own business, to take the risk I'm taking today. And I love hearing that too, because I think a lot of us, especially for those of us who happen to be, I'll, I'll call it, I don't really know the perfect word, but perfectionist or, you know, seekers of perfection. I know sometimes that feels like a negative thing, but 
and in our work, that's who we are. That's what we do. We're very detail oriented. We're looking for perfection. And a lot of us will stay in that land of search and not just go all in. And so you have been ambitious, you've been driven, you have checked the box and you've continued to explore. So even though you're a high fact finder, which I know about you, that hasn't stopped you from evolving and finding what feels the best. So I just commend the the search that you've been on and the constant improvement. And I think that that is something that is is consistent with who you were and who you are today, even though there's been a journey of probably 15 to 20 years between those dots that we just connected. So as you look at this operations career today, would you have ever have thought that you would be in quote unquote operations <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. That term was just like dorky work, right? Like we, we were like, who, who ever even works in operations? I don't even know if it was really part of my vocabulary, even 10 years mm-hmm. ago, maybe even five years ago. So, so today you're definitely working in the operations space. Give us an idea of who it is that you work with now. So now I specifically focus on helping business coaches just like how my first client was, I feel like I know a lot about the behind the scenes of a business coach's business. And I like it because they're able to then pass on what they're doing exponentially to their clients and their clients and their clients. And so I focus on business coaches. And then also I have a soft place in my heart for moms because I believe family is really important. So moms who are business coaches. Yes. That is another thing I know about you and definitely is in line with the work that we do. It's helping people get very clear on what their mission and vision are and those values. And I have seen you make specific choices in your business, even from afar, to repel opportunities and people, not in a bad way, but in a safe way for you that don't really align with what your, I just, I watch your Insta stories often. And, you know, here recently, you just did your Sunday, a review of your Sunday, and it included going to church. It included going to your spouse's church. It included, those are things that when you show up as your true self, I just get I know y'all can't see this because we're on Zoom, but I get chills thinking about this because she is living in her fullest expression and without being the driver in our own business, it's just not as easy to show up and to own that. And so I commend you, Catherine, for for living in those values, for sharing those values, because undeniably you're going to attract people who understand what you're sharing. And so you're opening up your chest a little bit by sharing, Hey, this is what my Sunday looks like. Not with the intention of telling people like, here are all the check marks I got today, but the people who are watching you, if they understand and identify with what your Sunday schedule is, with what your values are, then those are going to be the people that continue watching you. And eventually those are going to be the people that surround you. And I believe that that is the most perfect way. And we're given all of these opportunities to share ourselves. But as perfectionists, as people who can stifle ourselves, we are scared of visibility. So the other thing that I have seen in this, you know, and over our year of knowing one another is your bravery in being visible. And I don't know if that's something that you felt confident in a year ago. How has that journey been for you in, in showing up as your true self? So when I first brought my business online, I definitely did not have the confidence for being visible. And I, I did hire a coach around 
being more confident, getting on live streams. And then I followed through and actually did it. And that's kind of just by doing increases your confidence because you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Like I can do that. The other part of it is that I think a lot of us in the operations space are not taking the time to get visible because we're spending so much time behind the scenes in our clients' businesses. And so I really think that it's important for us to share with not just our clients, but everyone out there, how they can grow their business and how they can benefit from knowing about operations. So that's why I've kind of focused in the past year with really putting myself out there and getting visible. Right. I don't have that many guests on this podcast. And I will say that when you wrote me, it was a while back, you wrote me and I was like, you know what? I just, because she is putting her whole expression into this, I mean, she pitched me. Yes, we're friends. Yes, we're connected. But she wrote, she wrote something very thoughtful to me that made it an easy yes to invite you onto this podcast. And I am surrounded by over 100 people that are certified directors of operations. And I've had two people in all of those 100 ever reach out to me and ask me formally to be on the podcast. So I know that the coaching that you've invested in and the confidence that you've gained has allowed you to step up and do something different. Maybe it feels uncomfortable to send that letter. Trust me, I've sent plenty of those letters out, but I see it and it's consistent. You're not just pitching podcasts. You're showing up in your Instagram stories. You're you're doing the things that it takes to be consistent and a novel idea those of us who are behind the scenes, we are always driving the leaders and the people that we work with and work for. We're driving them to initiate action. And then we don't do it for ourselves. So it's one of those things that you've got to make a pillar of your business. When we talk about strategic mapping, one of those objectives that is very high for I would say 100% of people who come through my program is visibility, but I don't see a lot of us taking action. So thanks for leading the way. And if you are interested in becoming a director of operations, I will say, go follow Catherine, go look at her Instagram stories, look and see how she is showing up. She's consistently showing up. And you know what? I know this, and I we have not pre-discussed this, but there are times because I have been following her, because I'm invested in what she's sharing and what she talks about, sometimes it can feel repetitive. Do you feel like that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And so like for me, it's like, I've got these four things that I talk about all the time and I can beat myself up sometimes and say like, oh goodness, I've talked, how many times am I going to talk about strategic mapping? How many times am I going to say hire with confidence? How many times am I going to talk about mission, vision, and values? Like those things get super repetitive, but I know, and you know, that I have to stay true to that because I can get easily persuaded to talk about productivity because I love to geek out about productivity and time blocking. But when I really think about my core content, it's a dotted line, but it's certainly not a direct line. So your consistency is admirable and it's something I believe all of us need to work on. But I would encourage you if you're listening and you're interested, well, I know you're listening because you just heard that, but go follow her on Instagram. Actually, will you tell us how we can find you on Instagram? Yeah, it's at Calmies Consulting. Yeah, perfect. So just go look. I, I think that you're a really great example for those of us who are in the DOO community and those of us who are just bystanders and onlookers to what it is that we're kind of doing. So congrats on all of that. I love that you have invested in specific coaching 
and you're showing up, you're doing the work, you're doing the things that we encourage other people to do. So a true reflection of an action taker. Today, we're going to focus the rest of our time on what it looks like to set goals, how we know which goals to set, and then how we track and measure those. Give us kind of a spiel on how you work with your clients in doing that. Okay. So I have two main options that I work with clients for setting goals. The first is a self-guided metrics and management workshop where they get a video about what KPIs are, key performance indicators, and how they can be able to create them and track them and actually grow their business that way. And it includes spreadsheets and worksheets and all the things to be able to track your KPIs. The second way is a prepare, plan, and profit intensive. So this is where I run through first the prepare phase where you're doing your mission, vision, and values and creating your goals, creating your dashboard in your business, and then creating a plan for, okay, where do we go from there? What projects are you going to be concentrating on? And then after we're done with that, after the intensive, that's when you get to profit because you're actually taking all of those projects and creating something that's going to make you money. And you know how I know this? You talk about it consistently on your Instagram stories. I have seen those workshops come up. I have seen you kind of preparing your audience and really connecting with them to educate them before they come into, I don't know if you call it a funnel or not, but you know when they come into your world, they know exactly what you offer. So we'll take a look at your avatar. What are common goals that they need to set in their businesses? So... You really need to look at more than just the money that you're making. I know a lot of people are like, oh, let's have that 10K month. You know, that's my goal, $10,000 this month. When really you need to dig a little deeper into that and say, but why? You know, because money, okay, that's great. But why did you start your business? What's the vision behind your business? You really need to think about that first before you're even setting any of your goals. Think about a client in mind, because I know all of us, that's another thing we need to realize about goals is we're all going to have different goals because we all serve a different mission. We all have a different vision. We all are going to work in our businesses in a different way. We're going to grow our businesses differently. And so it's very difficult to say, and and people always want the shortcut. Oh, just tell me what my KPIs are. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. We have to back it up because this is an in-depth, unique customized conversation. It cannot be blanketed because no two businesses are the same. But when you're thinking about your client, your coaches, give us an example. I think real life examples are going to help the listeners. Tell us what three KPIs are for one of the clients that you have, of course, redacting their name. (laughs) Okay. One example of a KPI is there's going to be a 20% growth in the number of leads each month. Another example is that they're going to get four new clients each week into their program. Mm -hmm. A final example is still a money example (laughs) is that they're going to increase their revenue by X percentage. Awesome. How do you come up with the the number? Like you just said, you're going to get four more clients. How do you reverse engineer into that number? 
Okay. So you first start with what your goal is. So we'll use the four clients a week example. Their goal is that they need to have 20 new clients each month in this specific program to be able to reach what their goal is. Mm -hmm. And so to break that down is that then how are they going to measure that is first is the metric. Okay. That's the number of clients. That's the metric. And then they have to say, how do we know that we're hitting the right number? So if you're taking 20 clients in month and you divide it by four, then that's five clients each week that they need to hit to meet their goal. So that's their KPI is five clients a week. How often do you suggest people looking at or collecting these numbers? It depends on how often you're measuring. So sometimes if it's a quarterly change, then each month is fine. If you're just measuring by the month, then weekly is a great way. And then are you, how do you suggest people, do you create dashboards? Do you, how do you pull all of this information together? So I do create a dashboard for my clients. And then there's a tracker in the metrics and management workshop that they can use because you need one place that you're pulling everything together so that you can have a view. And so I like to call it a dashboard because think of like when you're driving your car, you've got your dashboard, it's got your speed and your gas and everything all right there for you to see. That's exactly what you need to have in your business is you need one place where you can see everything that is happening and what's going on. How many metrics or KPIs do you typically track or do, I mean just a common is it 20 is it five is it two like how many are you usually I'm thinking of that dashboard you know right in front of me I suppose 20 is like way too many what is your do you have a magic number or do you have a suggestion for people that are listening so I don't have a magic number because I think it really depends on the number one the size of your business if you've already been tracking KPIs before or not, because then you're comfortable with like, if, if you haven't started with any, then start with one, you know, Mm -hmm. you gotta, you gotta start baby steps up to, you know, you could have, you could have 20, but typically it ranges between five and 10. Yes. What do you think is the ultimate decider of that metric being correct? Because we have so many different things that we can measure in a business. And sometimes it's trial and error. And a lot of times, I just got off of a coaching call earlier today and I was telling people, sometimes you said start with one. On the other side, if they're not clear in where they're going, what their destination is, I will tell them, start tracking all the things. And then every month, go back and look at this and just start pulling away the things that don't really matter. Like in my business, the number of social media, right? People talk about vanity metrics, et cetera, et cetera. In my particular business, social media, the number of likes or the number of followers has never been... It doesn't make sense to the amount of profit that I am bringing into a business. And so I just quit tracking it altogether. But at one point in the early phases of my business, I definitely, that was something that I needed to measure because I had to have that epiphany of, oh, I can't really tie profit to Instagram likes. It didn't make sense for me, but I had to like go through the process, you know, to learn that. So do you find the same? I mean, have you worked with people who start big and go small? Yeah, because people are often looking, like you said, at the vanity metrics, like how many followers do I have and how many people have commented on this post? Yeah. So even email, you know, 
Catherine, I will say that we recently cleaned up my email list and I'm talking to a very small group of people. (laughs) When we compare this to other people's avatars, this is a very, very small group. And so I think our email list in all transparency, I think we were at like 3,300 people on my email list. And when we scrubbed it, we went through because, hello, we're paying for every single time we send those emails. So we went through and looked at people who, who were inactive on the list. And of course, it breaks my heart a little bit because I have all of this like imposter stuff that starts to wrestle around with me saying, we're going to cut this down. I looked yesterday, we are now talking to 1,800 people. So if I was looking at the size of my email list... I mean, this is a real example that all of us can probably, you know, grasp. But if I'm looking at measuring or quantifying my success based on the size of my email list, I just had my biggest launch ever with the smallest list I've had in over three years. So if profit is the thing that matters the most to me in my business, that that's the, that's the key performance indicator for my business, the metric of email list, it does not yield me those results. And so it took me time of measuring those things that are now not as significant, but I wouldn't have known that unless I just did the work. So I have a a trick question or a surprise question for you. What do you do when you personally meet your goals? So that's when I know it's time to set some new goals even if I've done it in a shorter amount of time or a longer amount of time than I thought I was going to, the vision for your business is always moving and changing. And Mm -hmm. so you've got to set goals for that new vision. What do you like physically? What do you do? Do you have a nice dinner? Do you go for a walk? Is your husband the first person you run to? Like, what do you, I I want to know that personal side of Catherine. (laughs) Okay. I I do usually tell my husband because Uh he's a big cheerleader for me in my business. And then I usually treat myself with something. (laughs) Yes. Like something physical or time? Yeah. 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 So like right now I've, I just got this new office. And so I just hit one of my goals yesterday. And so I'm ordering myself a new desk today. Yes. What was the goal that you met? I booked out in one of my offerings. Nice. Congratulations. (laughs) But that's the beauty of setting these goals, right? What if you never said, I'm going to have X amount of people take in this offer? If you just left it open, you don't really know what success looks like. And so focusing on goals, we're talking about goals today, but I want to tell you guys that we, in this podcast, if you've been a longtime listener and you follow my work, you're going to hear me combine those two thoughts of both being goals and key performance indicators and perhaps metrics. All of those are giving, they're literally setting you goals. So if the word KPI or the acronym KPI gets you a little bit nervous and and you're like, I don't really know what to do with that. So I'm just going to stay away from it. Reframe that in your brain to what are the goals? We know goals for weight. We know goals for exercise. We know goals for all sorts of things. They're just as important. They're actually the most important thing in our business. And I know it's easy for us and Catherine touched on this earlier. It's easy for us to say that our goals are financially based, but Your ops activity, which I definitely want you to have a financial goal. I think that's one of it. But your ops activity for this episode is to come back to theopsinsiders.com. That's our private Facebook community. I want you to share one metric that is non-financial 
that tells you that is a reflection of success in your business. So it could be around visibility. It could be around performance or completion or projects. But what is one other goal? I want you to just start thinking using the tips that Catherine gave today, just diving a little bit deeper into what success looks like for your business. How do you know that you're on the right path? For Catherine, she just candidly and gracefully shared that she has been working on creating an offer and it sold out. So if she would not have said, I need X amount of people in this, she wouldn't be buying that desk today, right? She wouldn't be sharing that excitement with her husband. I know that when I'm in a launch, we set an Esther, my director of marketing has to really get on me to set those goals because for a long time, I was like anybody, like as long as anybody comes into the certification, I'm winning. And she's like, no, we need to know what success. So she has to do what I do for other people. Kind of like that organization that we talked about earlier. Sometimes we can initiate action for other people, but we don't take it ourselves. So Esther will tell me, set your goals. And it makes such a difference. Of course, Jess, my husband, is my greatest supporter as well. And so I work hard in this office recording these podcasts, you know, working on developing the best programs and delivering more than what people could even imagine. But he's the first person I run to. And that's what success looks like, right? When I can open up those doors, like I did a couple of weeks ago, when in there, go in there and say, we have 17, we have 18. Sharing that excitement means something totally different than back in the day when I never said 17 is success, just anybody is success. I didn't know what to go to him with. I don't know if this makes sense, but the emotional part of attaining a goal is so, so important. It's cathartic. It's motivating. And I really want all of you guys who are listening today to take the examples, to take the experience that Catherine has. I mean, she has built a business around goal setting. And back to the beginning of this podcast, look at her. I mean, she has been project focused her entire life. And I promise you, no high school teacher, no church mentor, no church pastor, nobody in her community has come to her and has said, oh, you're going to be a great operations leader one day. (laughs) But as the world turns, she has come across and she has leaned into what feels good to her, which has operations. Who knew operations could really be helping people become better business leaders by using the business data? And data is not even a word she ever said one time in this interview today. So just want to show you guys by having these guests that we can take this operational goodness that you that you have, that you possess, that God gave you to turn it into a blessing for somebody else, to turn it into an opportunity that we can then serve other people in our easiest, best, and highest gifts. So Catherine, thank you so much for sharing today. I really appreciate you being here. I appreciate all of your efforts. I, on top of everything, you've got so much goodness yourself, but Investing in the director of operations program is huge, but then to see the students and my peers, frankly, who take that knowledge and put it into the world and just represent the brand so well, it makes it easy for me to have you on this podcast and to share my secret weapons with all of the listeners today. So as we're wrapping up, tell the listeners where they can find you. And if you have something that you would like them to to see from you, go ahead and share that. And we'll make sure to put it in the show notes as well. Sure. So like I said earlier, I'm on Instagram stories. So at Calmies Consulting is the best way to find me. My website is katherinecalmies.com. 
And then I want to share with your listeners, since we're all in operations and we're leading teams, I have a freebie that's called Lead to Succeed. And it's all about the leadership qualities that you need for able being able to lead a team. So that's at katherinecalmeese.com slash freebie. Awesome. I love that. And, you know, I think with your avatar, the people that you serve, I mean, you innately know leaders and you can identify leaders, but serving leaders gives you just a back row, a front row seat, I should say, to really seeing those qualities in action, the good qualities and the bad. So I can't wait to go there myself and grab that katherinecalmeese.com slash freebies. Is it S freebies with an S or just freebie? Just freebie. Okay. Awesome. Wanted to make sure that we got that. So thank you so much for being here, Catherine. I look forward to sharing this with the audience and then being back with you guys next week. You guys have a good one. Alrighty, friends. I hope you took away a lot from my conversation with Catherine. But before we go, I want to just remind you to make sure that you check out thescopecreepsolution.com. If you are here, I'm assuming that you're interested in operations and you likely already have everything it takes to become a director of operations. We are just about to open up our application period for round seven of the Director of Operations Certification Program. And I really want you to join us. But before we do, I want you to step into that scope creep solution. I firmly believe that project management is one of those skills that every Director of Operations needs to have and already possesses. But that doesn't mean that there are not challenges in that space. And that's what I'm gonna walk you through. By participating, you're gonna get a good feel of how I teach, what type of information, the level of information, the type of community that you will be getting when you come into the Director of Operations Certification Program. It all starts with the Scope Creep Solution and I cannot wait to see you there. Scopecreepsolution.com. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.